Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2 p.m., 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. It's time for our segment, Politics This Week. Joining us, he is the managing editor, AnchorRising.com. It is Justin Katz. Justin, why don't we start off with, uh, there's so many elements to the bridge. We're going to touch on them all. But just, uh, I'd like to get your reaction to, at the end of last week, Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee telling reporters he should have been informed sooner about the problems of the Washington Bridge in the days leading up to the closure. He also claimed that he actually didn't know that his director of Rhode Island DOT, Peter Alvedi, he didn't know that he was going to be live on television Monday, December 11th at 5 o'clock until he actually saw Alvedi on television. Well, the the, the first thing to observe is – or, or the to, uh, opinion to offer is that it's hard to be, believe any of it coming from McKee, frankly. I mean, because yeah. he's he's not concerned until it becomes controversial. He's not concerned about a delay in being informed until uh, the news media gets e- emails or something and, and comes to him and says, uh, well, why were they so slow in getting to you? Then it's a problem. He's so reactive. He's not out there saying, look, I, I didn't know about this fast enough. I'm telling you I didn't get that email and this is what we're doing to fix it. He's not doing that. It's all just kind of you know who knows? He, he they have these phone calls. I mean, one one of the bits of information we have is from Alvidi saying it's a text saying, "Please give me a call right away." Basically, which you you do that because you want to have a phone conversation that can't be requested from a public records request. And so, who knows what's happening on these these sorts of phone conversations? It right. could be it could be you know what, Peter? Could you go out there do this? I'll deny I knew about it because I got to protect myself. But uh, but. Let's let's try kind of keep this quiet. You know, you don't know. I mean, this is a governor who who goes out for lunch with lobbyists and lets the lobbyists pay, right? He 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 just thinks that's how how the stuff's done. So I don't know if I believe any of it. Uh, but on on the other hand, you know, he's not proving to be very. Uh, let's just say I'm not sure that having Dan McKee's brain in the mix for big decisions is helpful. So you know the the effect of it is is probably pretty minimal and might even beneficial and so that's another aspect you have to have to take into consideration especially with the the kind of government we have in rhode island where the the people who are the kind of the subject matter experts the bureaucrats who are running the stuff the the engineers if they're trying to find ways around the governor that doesn't necessarily mean that's a bad decision politically they they should because he's the people's representatives but that's another angle that that you have to consider that there's a reason if people are being slow to tell him things there's there might be a reason and it might not be because uh the the people don't want the governor to know because he's the representative of the people it might be because getting him involved just makes things more difficult you know that's an excellent point justin and i also want to point out and people just look at the timeline this this was eight weeks ago and he's just now saying gee i think i should have learned sooner than 72 hours after they knew I also, um, I, I mean, it took him eight weeks to come to that. But Justin, I think you're exactly right. The fact that, you know, let's talk so then it's not anything in writing. It would seem odd to me, almost unbelievable, that after having that conversation, that the governor said, he, like, what kind of organization is he running that he didn't find out supposedly? And I agree with you. I'm not sure I believe that. But 72 hours after they learned it, and not only that, he only learned that that so uh, his director is going on tel- live television on Monday afternoon, December 11th, to announce that the the bridge is being closed, and the the governor is first learning as he's in his state house office, and they have the television on. Yeah, well, that that's that was a big Obama line, right? Oh, I'm learning about this with you guys. I didn't know anything yeah. about this, which raises which raises some questions, and it, it's it seems like it's probably useful um, information that that. They're they're ignorant. They're, they're deliberately ignorant in that regard. And you know the the uh, you're phrasing it as you know it took him what eight weeks or whatever to to realize. Hey, I should have known sooner. You know you, you can almost envision a, a comedy sketch of of Governor McKee. You know, well, Governor, what do you think about the fact that you didn't know for seventy two hours? Well, I don't know. What do you think about that? 
Was that bad? Yeah. Should I have known? Oh, yeah, maybe if you think I should have known, then I guess I should have known. I mean, that's kind of the, the impression you get from this guy. And it's not, it's not a good one. Either, either it matters or it doesn't. And frankly, the whole thing at this point seems almost like a distraction. All right, I don't care. Let's stop arguing, in my view, you know, for, to the news media. Okay, it took him 72 hours to find it. Let's dig into the reason the bridge is falling apart. I mean, that's kind of the, to some extent, all these little, these controversies start to feel almost like deliberate distractions to have us talking about um, the bumbling governor instead of the bumbling government that can't get anything done. And I think that's the, that's a, that's a risk that uh, the, the news media should start to look out for. A uh, local business leader who will go on name said, <clears throat> he said the, the thing that was missing from that uh, bit of information was the governor terminated the following people because he didn't learn that the bridge, you know, the, the <laughs> difficulty with the 72 hours. He said, you know, and he's right. That That's the missing part of this. That's where you say, as a result of that, this person's going to go, this person's going to go. I, it's also unclear, Justin, when, you know, it, it's such like a, a, a nuance and kind of a word salad game where, does that mean that no one is in his administration knew? Or as you say, does he say to his staff, I, I don't want to know that, So that, but does someone – granted, Alvini, it's a direct report to him. What do you make of in your impression that he's now saying, yeah, let's get to the real root cause of this. Let's go back to 2018 and, and find out. I just wonder, is there something more that he knows that he never said anything? He's clearly like – almost trying to do a hot potato with uh, now Commerce Secretary, former Governor Raimondo. Right. Well, I mean, there, there have been news reports about, you know, investigations of the, the bridge going back a long time and the FBI investigation from the, fe- the, the federal investigation into spending money goes back to the Raimondo administration. And I could really see McKee just kind of seeing that and going, oh, I can pass the buck to Raimondo. You know, yeah. so, so I, you know, I don't know that he... What he knows or doesn't know, it's, it's hard to, even if he knows something, it's hard to know whether he's processing it in a competent way. But so I, you know, who knows? Um, it's, it, that's it. But it is a great point that about how he's, it's all just spin and what, how will I look if I say this or that? And there's no, there's no action. Like the, the person you quoted um, was saying, I, I did not learn in time or quickly enough. And therefore, X. Exactly. <laughs> that, that, that permeates our entire conversation with, with McKee, but our, our state government too. Just, yes, this was a problem, and therefore we will do this. It's, it's just, exactly. instead you get spin, like we talked about last week with Peter Alvidi. Oh, well, or maybe it was two weeks ago. Oh, well, we get a lot of bridges fixed. Well, all right. What about this one? <laughs> let's 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 talk, that's the that's the issue now. Let's talk about this one. And there, there's a very big reluctance in getting to the root causes. And that's why I, I when they when he says something like that, I, I disbelieve it instantly because turning your eyes to 2018 is not the root cause of a multi-million-dollar, decades-old bridge falling apart. That didn't happen in, in seven years. That there's right. something else. There's something deeper that's ongoing that needs to be addressed. And frankly, that's that's what's starting to shock me in all this is nobody's digging into it at all. Even the East Providence uh, Council President, who we discussed last week, talking about declaring emergency to get federal federal aid and federal help. That's okay. Well, that's that's maybe to pull us out of the weeds a bit, but it doesn't address the problem. Nobody's calling for uh, to fix the root causes nobody's saying things like i don't know we need to suspend ridiculous union working rules and regulations until this is fixed because it's destroying our local economy so all that stuff has to go out the window until this is done nobody's even as far as i know i'm the first person who's uttered a sentence like that in rhode island that's the that to me is the, the root causes why can we not maintain our bridges why it's not money it's something else why is that? And nobody nobody talks about that. That's that's what's what's getting really frustrating to me. Folks, quick break, much more ahead. Politics this week with Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorising.com, right here on the John DePietro show. The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge, especially this time of year. So much going on. They always have a nice crowd right there. Full bar, large dining area right there in the lounge. Easy to get to, whether it's lunch or dinner. A great meal is waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Think of this. 
since 1994. That's right, celebrating the big anniversary this year. I'll see you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Our segment is politics this week. With us is Justin Katz, managing editor at AnchorRising.com. Justin, I want to stay on the bridge just for a moment. I found this disturbing, odd, unusual. I don't know exactly whose idea this was, but apparently there's a new traffic pattern they're trying. Okay, I could see, you know, you're touching base with various people. You have experts coming in, the amount of money it's causing with consultants and so forth. Apparently, according to the mayor of East Providence, this was the idea of a constituent, someone who lives near 195, who came up with the idea for new traffic pattern. I don't know if this is a way to try to curry favor with the locals or it's part of the whole McKee thing of like, hey, it's a team. We're all in it together. But I, I don't find anything reassuring that with the amount of money that is spent on experts and engineering and consultants and studies, that someone that lives near there and says, hey, I have an idea. Why don't we make it go two lanes down? And they actually put it into motion. And right now, as we're speaking, it, it doesn't seem to have any impact and it's not alleviating the problem in any way. Well, I don't know. I I always want to hesitate to, to offer my you know expert opinion as a driver for the reasons you just said with the local guy. But the just driving through that area, it's hard to believe anybody would possibly think it would help to merge sooner. I mean, one of the one of the few things that keeps traffic moving, from what I can tell, is that there are local people getting off the exits that are closer to the bridge can sneak up on the right side and get off the bridge, get off the highway sooner. Moving right. the traffic back, I, I, it just makes no sense to me knowing that area a little bit. And that's the, it's the kind of thing I, you, you do wonder if, if it's more like p- political favor, if, if somebody local is saying, you know what, this is causing me a pain because everybody's doing X, the, the traffic is doing this. So even though it'll slow everybody down, we should move the merge back. Something, something like that just seems, it, it, it seems mind blowing to me, but it's, it, I would have predicted it wouldn't have an effect. In fact, I'd have predicted it would make things worse. And from what I'm seeing, that that's probably the, the, the real effect. It's just, it raises that question. As you say, we we spend millions and millions of dollars on not only not only state employees, but then consultants and experts. And where are they? How can they not come up with a better plan than than this? It just makes it makes no sense to me whatsoever. And and then Justin, because of you know, I I don't like all this unnamed. You know, it's the young engineer that spotted it. And, <laughs> uh, this and now is this like who who who's the person? Is it is it Bob Walsh? Is it uh, is it a donor? Is it someone that they're trying to curry favor with or someone that they they don't want to say no to? One of the reasons why, you know, with with government is there, there has to be a name. I, I don't know where this is coming from, where suddenly now there's all these like anonymous people, the young, young engineer that wanted to stay in the shadows. And now it's a concerned citizen that came up with the new traffic pattern. That, that that's not that's not the way our government works. Everything is supposed to have some accountability attached to it. Otherwise. How do we know that this just isn't, as I said, uh, some big donor to these Providence mayor who then they don't want to tell them like, hey, that's a lousy idea. So instead, it's, oh, we're going to try it. This is from a concerned citizen that lives in the area. That's a great point. I, you need to know. I, I mean, that's the, the big problem with doing doing just about as and anything that you can't otherwise do through government, because uh you get these the dispersion of, of responsibility. Nobody ever, never ever pays for it. And when you when you put your don't put a name on it, that's that's even worse. Who who is making these decisions? Is it is it that we, they don't want to know want us to know? I mean, it should be if you're coming up with these great ideas, you should want to be out there, right? Oh yeah, right. Bob Smith at five. Yeah, uh, five main road came up with this fantastic idea. You know, that, well, now we're going to bring up Bob Smith. You know, okay, that that should be the way it goes. But it, it it's so emblematic of kind of the Rhode Island insider system, and you you never know why things are happening. And I mean, it it, it broadens the scope quite a bit. But the, when I've read legislation, sometimes it's 
where is this coming from? You know, some right. insurance, the insurance industry gets a little extra. The auto body yeah. people get a little extra. Oh, we're going to change this, tweak this little thing with the liquor licenses. You know, did, well, okay, it looks okay on its face, but where is this coming from? Somebody cares about that. We should yeah. know why and who. And that's if, if there's a reason to know for political donors, that's that's a big one. But when they when they come out and say, here's our new traffic pattern, it ought to be. This is our engineer on the fifth floor came up with this great idea. We ran it through a bunch of models, and this is how it, how the traffic can flow better. Instead, it's just I don't know. We're going to give it a try. I it, it's it's mind blowing, but it's so so typical of Rhode Island. Yeah, and I I, I don't like it. Uh, I think they should be called out on it. Can you imagine if it was, you know, on a third and two, uh, Coach Belichick went up to the sixth row and asked season ticket holder. Harry Jones, what play do you think we should call on third and two here? My response would be, well, we have the wrong person coaching the team. As you say, it is outrageous how much that is spent. Uh, these engineers, these experts, they have, you know, they could check with even just in the New England region. What did other places do when they came into something? The fact that they and the mayor, the uh, mayor of East Providence, why don't know? No, this was a, a local person that suggested this new traffic pattern. I don't like it. Justin, also. What is your thought on, so Governor McKee, all the local media, they put in public records requests after the bridge was closed on December 11th. So Channel 12 and 10 and the Journal and so forth, they started publicizing. And Channel 12 really did it where they had Tim White. He had to drop off a check for $300 and they were charging them first that they were charging them for the money. But I, I don't understand this business that the Governor McKee actually tried to come off as a, as a hero that then the media outlets were being reimbursed for this. I think the the journal was charged like nine hundred dollars. Yeah, it's it's so ridiculous to its core. I mean, first of all, from what I understand, they were seeking a handful of emails from a very limited period. This should not, and they were asking for them in digital form. There wasn't even a printing cost. This should not cost anything. And the idea that they're all being charged different amounts. The right. The reality of it is, the first person who requests something tends is the one who, who will tend to have to pay because theoretically there's work that has to be done to produce it but anybody who asks for the same thing after that there's no reason to charge anything but the idea that it's, it's 450 for you it's 300 for you we're just piling them all together and then the idea that the governor can just swoop in and say we're going to waive these okay well what if it were just joe citizen right, right. what if it's what if it's nicole solis seeking information on on That's school right. emails that person doesn't get the special treatment. The news That's media right. does because they make a big deal out of it. So, yep. the, so, but if there's if there was a legitimate cost, let them pay for it. But, yes. but what it shows is there was no legitimate cost. This is all just just nonsense. They're delaying. They're 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 making things. You know, it, it's and it, it it only redounds to their discredit. Like, this is very this is very easy to predict. Okay, I'm going to charge all the news news organizations a lot of money to, to send them a couple emails i'm going to charge them different amounts and then they're going to do stories and everything will be great you know it's, it's almost you almost start to wonder about conspiracies like if they're doing this to distract the journalists because then they spend a week complaining about having to pay for for public records instead of reporting on on something that might be more substantive i mean it's it's so ludicrous to, to do this that you, you wonder if it's on if it's on purpose or they're really that just that that bumbling and uh, you know some somebody in the office says oh i don't like that kathy Gregg. i'm gonna charge her 300 bucks and then the governor steps in no 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 you're not gonna do that i it, it it's it's amazing to me it, it shows you we really don't have professionals <laughs> credible professionals operating our state it's just it's just that simple yeah i don't understand even how like are they that tone deaf that when they were going to be charged in other words, the governor shouldn't have had to step in. You would think something of this magnitude, it would have gone off the chain and then they would have found out and they either wouldn't have been charged or I think Channel 12 would have said, no, you said $300. We're paying it almost like we're refusing the refund. We're not going to play into this game where then, you know, you're the, the owner of the restaurant. You come over and say, hey, don't worry, desserts on the house. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. You said that's how much it's going to be. And then we found out Channel 10 was balking. The Boston Globe talked about it. But uh, it also, it, they also omitted, omitted, I should say, uh, there were a number of uh, correspondents with Director Alvidi and also the Chief of Staff, John Igliosi. But coming back to, I, I just don't, I don't think they should let the McKee people off the hook and how it reached the point where then he has to swoon in like, you know, don't worry, I'll, I'll pick it up. Uh, it, it's all being refunded. 
I, I just I don't understand the um, the decision making that's going on there, folks. Uh, quick br- or lack of quick break. Much more ahead. Politics this week. Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorising.com, right here on the John DePietro Show. AJ Drywall Plaster Home Improvement. Call them today for a free quote. You can also find them on Facebook. 401 323 9252. 323 9252. AJ Drywall Home Improvement. Frame to finish basements. What a difference it'll make in your basement. Acoustic ceilings. Look how beautiful your ceiling could be. New homes, additions. Also, commercial rehabs, painting, remodeling contact them today it's a family run business aj drywall plaster home improvements call for a free quote what a difference they'll make in your home your ceilings floors basements 401-323-9252 what a difference beautiful walls and ceilings 401-323-9252 you can also find them on facebook it's AJ Drywall Plaster and Home Improvements for your home or business. Our segment is Politics This Week. With us is Justin Katz, managing editor at rising.com. Justin, there's going to be a new film, um, and they're doing it in Rhode Island. They had a press briefing late last week, Ella McKay, and it's a story of, a, I believe, a female who she's a lieutenant governor and then becomes governor. Okay, that sounds fine. And then the press conference said Jamie Lee Curtis was there at the State House. Woody Harrelson was there. Stephen Feinberg's all happy. Um, but now we've learned that Governor McKee has allowed to let them use his office, his his office at the State House at least for two weeks. And the McKee people were forced to put out a statement saying he's gonna use this as an opportunity to rove around and be boots on the ground and work with other departments there's something about this that troubles me in it and i want to hear your thoughts but i don't think it's his office to give up it's hollywood you think that they could recreate what his office looks like i'm just trying to think of you know the amount of documents he would have access to um this isn't for an afternoon this is at least two weeks it could be three weeks i i just i'm at a loss as to understand why it couldn't have been in office at the state house but why it has to actually be his actual office when you're talking about hollywood and and they could recreate something but i I view it as it's like it's not his office to give up it's the he was elected governor as i put this this is an airbnb that he just decides oh okay yeah you can have my office um and now he's going to rove around anyhow what what are your thoughts on this well, I, th- I think you're exactly right. You could take just about any room in the state house and spend a little t- a little money on some some you know, crew from the from the movie and make it look like a governor's office. It doesn't have to be the governor's office. And you know, I hadn't actually heard heard the summary of the plot that it's a lieutenant governor who becomes a governor, and the main character's last name is McKay, which is yeah. very close to McKee. The whole thing just starts to feel very bizarre, especially coming yeah. at that this point with the Washington Bridge debacle and all that. And that, that was my impression when I saw the, the the clips from the press conference and Woody Harrelson coming up and saying, you know, patting Governor McKee on the I back as that. he goes in the room. I mean, it just seems like a, a an expensive photo op that they've bought yeah. with our taxpayer dollars. And so, you know, I'm of the opinion that the more you can get McKee out of his office and, and trying to do things, probably the better off we are. <laughs> but um, but it, it is strange. It would seem that you mentioned, you know, documents. Well, what are they do? What precautions are they taking, and how much is that costing? If they right. if, the, if there are things in the governor's office, they have to pack up, and if somebody has to go through everything, make sure there's no secret information while the crews are in there. Why not? Why not just build a little, uh, build a pretend room in in that large conference hall and off the first floor nobody nobody in the movie world would know any different you know you've got you've got joe biden who's who's doing his own oval office uh media from a fake oval office that's right you don't you don't need to provide this it's almost like uh and jamie the curtis actually made some some statements about how rhode island really knows how to treat its its actors and its movie people unlike california or something to that effect It, it really 
who's who's in charge here? How much? How many subsidies are we giving them? We're just sort of. It's almost like Rhode Island rolling over and saying, "You own us." Hey, take our governor's office for two weeks or three months, whatever. You, you we just want some good press, and we want to be able to meet. Um, meet some famous people like when was it uh was his name bowser from shanana came and it, it, 10 years ago and every everybody in the state house wanted to meet bowser from shanana <laughs> that's a sort of the impression you get and it's, it's just so pathetic as the state falls apart i it, it's just the contrast is so clear but i I, have, I worry that people see like oh woody harrelson with mckee mckee must not be that bad then here's this movie about mckay who becomes a governor after being a lieutenant governor i it's just a very, very strange situation. Yeah, I have a request in his office to find out whether him or any member of his family is now going to make a cameo in this <laughs> film. But I'll, I'll wait to see. Now, speaking of the race for governor, uh, Justin Katz, in um, fundraising totals came out. And this is all for 2026. I just want your thoughts on, you know, Helena folks and the governor, and they're not far apart. What is your thought that now, right now, it's it's obviously 2024, but... It's 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 really so far off. It's it's normally if someone's going to announce they're running for for twenty six now November twenty six, it would really be in the fall of twenty five. Uh, I remember Clay Pell announced in January of twenty fourteen the year he he actually ran. Most of the time they do it you know in advance, almost a year and a half in advance. But what what do you make of this uh, fundraising that? Helena folks is seemingly like sitting back, like checking her watch and just waiting for 2026 to roll around. Well, my, my kind of my gut reaction is, well, as well, she should. I mean, she, she won yeah. election day. Right. And, and watching McKee has got to anybody who's up for the office and lost to this guy has got to be feeling like I want my rematch now. So, you know, to some extent, that's that's probably the case. And the fact the fact of the matter is she's we don't have anybody credible who's in another government office except maybe Nerona. And so I think a lot of people who who would be up and coming to challenge the governor would be doing it by doing other things, but she doesn't have anything else, which is what makes it a little bit peculiar. It's just collecting money. I will be good when I do it. Okay, well, you you could instead be out there doing other stuff, you know, right. being visible in the public without necessarily being so obviously running. But I I really I can't blame her because I I mean I I'm tempted to run for governor and I don't even want to be governor because this, it's just watching this whole thing fall apart is 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 so depressing. So I I almost can't blame her. Yeah, I um she she's been completely quiet she's not releasing any statements she did get involved though in johnston as we had talked about yeah. where the mayor johnston reached out there's definitely a relationship there she then contacted uh um, commerce secretary Ramundo, who then put her in touch with mayor pete so she did that kind of behind the scenes but she's been quiet regarding governor mckee and and the whole bridge situation even though it would be like shooting fish in a barrel at this point justin some of the other stories in the news i'm curious any thoughts on Barbara Ann Fenton Fung, who's representative, but she did announce she's challenging uh, current Mayor Cranston, Ken Hopkins. It'll be a Republican primary. They've both kind of been firing off at each other uh, back and forth. She also had a, a pin, Alan Fung for first husband. Um, I'm just curious your thoughts on her announcement and her challenging of the current mayor. Well, I mean... <clears throat> You'd think Republicans could could spread out a little bit, <laughs> and but uh, I guess the the opportunities to actually win are so small in Rhode Island that they they end up fighting each other. I the pin bothers me. Alan Fung for first husband. I mean it it implies what that he'll actually be running the show or what what does that imply? And it, it it's kind of there's a there's a lack of seriousness to it, which which you know I'm I'm a little surprised at their at that because their earlier. When when he was running for Congress, he had the he had the logo with the the Japanese the uh, I think it was Japanese art wave uh, and uh, or Chinese art and yep. um, the famous painting of the wave and yeah. that caught a lot of media attention and it got him some free press and it, it really kind of worked for him. Whereas this pin, it just seems like what what is it you're you're saying? You know, it it really leans into what to me is the most uncomfortable thing about her campaign. Like, well. All right, we know he can be mayor. We know he's good at that. Why does that transfer to his his wife? I don't. I'm not. I'm not seeing that connection. And sometimes you see this in Congress or otherwise. Wise, but legislation legislatures are very different because that that has more to do with you know 
representing people, having a point of view uh, that people agree with, and you you are representative of them. Whereas a mayor, you're you're running you're running a place, and I I don't I don't know what the her case for that is, and the 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 fact that they're really leaning into her marital relationship with somebody who's competent raises some questions for me. Well, do, does she have nothing else to talk about? Why is she running? And that that's even made even more problematic in my view, because her record as a legislator is as one of the more progressive, progressive ones there, even though notwithstanding the fact that she's a Republican. And so uh, I don't, I don't think it was a, a great start for her campaign. Now um, I also want to touch on, you had mentioned talking about back to the bridge for a moment, but you had talked about Justin, that people are going to start to move out of that area or businesses can't make it. And I, I, I didn't want to not mention uh, the channel 10 to the story and and this, to me, is the problem for Governor McKee, because it's real. There's no way to spin this. Uh, Ian from the mayor of East Providence, but they have real business owners. And it was someone that opened September. And they're right on camera saying, and, and this isn't, you know, the young engineer or the anonymous person with the traffic pattern. This is someone, here's who I am. This isn't my business. We're gonna, not going to make it. We're going to close because of this. People now have a mental block about the traffic, how long it's taking. We lost, we just opened in September. We lost 50,000 last month. I'm not sure how much longer we can make it. I just wanted to give you a, a, a chance to touch on that, Justin, because that's the polit- that's the reality that McKee, to me, cannot spin his way out of, of the cataclysmic poor decisions that have been made that are really affecting people's livelihoods. Well, you know the the thing about the bridge as a as a problem is, you know, it's going to take years right. <laughs> to get it done. It's it, this is this is so it's it's devastating to anybody who made an investment. I mean, that particular bar owner that you're quoting, they just took out a bunch of loans. They just opened up. They're in a very vulnerable position right now, yeah. and there's. This is this is catastrophic. But I think uh, the other person quoted in this uh, woman named Olson, who owns a vintage clothing store over there, she captured Rhode Island perfectly. And it's stuff that people like you and I have been saying for decades. And so it's, it's worth grabbing that quote. She said, think of how successful we could be if we weren't having to pick up the slack of other people. That is Rhode Island. The government, people are special interests take over government to force us all to pick up their slack, whether that's yeah. that's handing them money or letting them have a, a no-show job for 30 years and then or 20 years and then retiring for 40 years on a, on a high-pay pension while you were sleeping in your car during your, during your tenure as a DOT inspector or whatever it might be. That's just a, a hypothetical example. But the uh, that is the reality of Rhode Island. And if what what's so severely, and I think it captures what so severely is lacking in, in McKee is where are you, right? I mean, remember when Raimondo was governor and McKee was going to run and he, he tried to get all these small businesses around and yeah, do a honk, honking right. by thing. And it was, it was a pathetic show. He didn't manage, he didn't manage it well or, or make it a success, but that was his kind of thing. Okay. Where are you, Mr. Small, small business governor, right yeah. now? You should be down there store to store, find telling your DOT director, find me ways around this and not sending your communi- one of your communications people over to DOT to help them spin better, I guess. You should be out there. How can we redirect traffic patterns? What can we do to build a temporary bridge? What, what can we do? What can we cancel to redirect funds to this catastrophic problem? That doesn't happen. What is causing? Why don't we have enough inspectors on these bridges? Why, can't, why does it take us so long to finish a bridge? How can we make it go faster? I'm not hearing any of those questions from this governor or from anybody or even from the news media. It's all, right. it's all emails or this or that. This is, Channel 10, I think, put their finger on the real problem. These are the stories we need to hear because yes. it shows you the, the desperate need to solve this now, quickly. All the other stuff, all the, all the talk about you know, prevailing wage or whatever union talk, that's got to put, be put aside because there are businesses that are going to close and they are never, ever coming back because even when that traffic bridge is open, there's the, the, the value of the land is, is gone. The, the confidence in the government is gone. There's no economic reason to be there. And so I think that that's what we're, we're so dramatically missing throughout state government and throughout the uh, media and everywhere in Rhode Island. It's, it's, it's pretty shocking. It is. And I, you know, you actually, to me, put the, put your finger on it, Justin. In reality, what's so frustrating is Governor McKee should be fired from this <laughs> whole thing, but we can't fire him. And he's, he's in office until 
you know, at the, at the December of 26. And that's, he may even get another term after that, but that's really what it comes down to is he's really the one that should be terminated and held accountable for this. Cause it happened on his watch folks. We're going to leave it at that. Again, our segment is politics this week. He is Justin Katz, managing editor at anchorising.com. Justin, excellent job as always. And we'll talk to you again. Thank you, John. Talk to you soon. Propane Plus, call them today, heating and cooling in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209 in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus. Three generations, you can always depend on Propane Plus for all your heating and cooling. Call them today, 401-885-4209. Three generations, they're available 24-7 service and delivery and they're going to serve you for a very long time they have a great user-friendly website you just log on at propaneplus.com and then you type in your zip code residential commercial propane plus heating and cooling always there for you give them a call today in rhode island 401-885-4209 in massachusetts 508-252-3359 the johnson family three generations heating and cooling you can always depend on propane plus you're listening to the john DePetro show folks check out dipetro.com d-e-p-e-t-r-o.com very disturbing story this east Greenwich gun owner and stopped a home invasion so you want to see the story because what is um really incredible about it is it was an east greenwich uh resident uh, i put remain on high alert drug crazed lunatic smashed into a home shippy town road so this was early sunday morning and the couple they get woken up by uh, a drug addict in search of drugs he smashed his way into the house armed with a knife was confronted by the prepared gun owner so the posting was Eight o'clock Sunday morning, parents heard knocks on the door, followed by glass shattering. Check their ring cameras to find someone on their property trying to break in on drugs, had a knife. So the man that lives in the home registered gun owner and got his firearm. The woman who was home, I believe it's a couple, called 911. So the police did show up and apprehend him. But he did make it into the house. And the only thing that stopped him was a loaded firearm. So the people, they, they didn't know who he was. Um, this was someone who was apparently breaking into homes in the area, looking for drugs, and he's yelling on the camera that he wants drugs. So it is uh, difficult. And Shippy Town Road, where that is, is it's, it's very rural. And so they are very, very fortunate that, um, you know, that the homeowner had a gun. But folks, what I want to draw your attention to is there's so much talk about they're going to have these, quote, safe injection centers that Governor McKee is bringing in. And specifically, you know, it's all to try to prevent overdoses. But what it's really going to do is seemingly it's going to attract and bring more people into our area that want to use illicit drugs and so someone like this and i i understand that people would say this he's a victim he's a drug addict he wasn't in his right mind he i'm sure who knows what type of individual this person is when they're not under the influence but when someone has a knife and they're breaking into homes and in search of money or drugs. And, and you know, who knows if they even know where they are. This is 8 o'clock on a Sunday morning. I, I think we can probably speculate this is an individual that probably is not an early riser, has probably been up all night, and is now in the throes of withdrawal so badly that they're just randomly breaking, trying to break into homes, searching for drugs. But... You don't hear that type of talk with Governor McKee mentioning what could happen 
when you bring in these, you know, they say, oh, it's just overdose prevention centers. But what it's what it's really doing is, in essence, you are just going to attract more people. There's no guarantee that someone like this, who knows what type of neighborhood they end up in, who knows? Obviously, their their behavior is unpredictable. So and and you also there's there's such a drumbeat in the state that are against firearms now where this is located shippy town road i am familiar with the area and it's pretty rural it, it's not as though east greenwich police or other local police it's kind of right it can be on the border almost close to west warwick coventry but but enough that it would certainly take you know it would take a couple minutes that's that's not a that's not the whether they're in 60 seconds that would take them a few moments to to get out there and try to address the situation and and get it under control so it was it was a homeowner a licensed gun owner who lives in the home and owns the home that essentially was able to quell the situation and keep him at bay uh and waiting for police to get there so again you can read the story it's frightening we're working on it getting more details it's posted right there on dipedro.com do you need a good plumber i found the best plumber jmb plumbing call them today all your plumbing needs 401 743-9153 JMB Plumbing They've been providing plumbing services for years Skilled professionals stand behind their work Guarantee you will be happy Maybe it's repairing damaged water pipes Repair clogged pipelines Maybe replace a, a water heater As well as all your plumbing needs Call them now It's JMB Plumbing 401 743 9153 nothing throws off your life or your home or your business when you need plumbing service you need someone reliable someone who's professional someone who'll handle the job and do it right it's jmb plumbing call them today 401-743-9153 jmb plumbing and look for them on facebook You're listening to the John DePietro Show. So I think this is interesting. There's going to be a movie. and Gov uh, Governor McKee had a press conference last week at the State House announcing it. And the name of the movie is Ella McKay. And it the it's my understanding, the gist of it is, I think it's a female. She's the lieutenant governor, in, and she becomes the governor. And it, it stars Woody Harrelson and Jamie Lee Curtis and some other people. But this is the part, and I want to give credit to Ian Donis, who found out that he's going to be, Governor McKee now, he's going to be roaming around, roving various offices while this film, Ella McKay, is filmed in his statehouse office. So it was posted, the current plan is for crews to use the governor's office for filming for two to three weeks. Governor McKee will use this time as an opportunity to have his feet on the ground in various state agencies to meet and talk with agency staff, as he's done regularly since coming into office. Otherwise, he'll have a temporary space at the Department of Administration. So Kathy Gregg of the Providence Journal, she posted, just curious, is this really the best use of his time, what continues to be a bridge emergency? for many folks and even a federal investigation she writes former governor chafee used the sunny corner office at the far end of the governor's suite what is um so unusual here is uh, you know they're saying two weeks three weeks whatever it may be sometimes filming go longer but goes longer but so the 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 the, the mckee people are trying to spin this that oh this is going to give him a chance to have his feet on the ground in various other state agencies so he'll he'll be roving around listen he needs to be focused it's my understanding something one of the heads of the department of transportation is coming in they want to see the bridge 
Right now, that has to be his number one priority, and he can't even use his office because apparently he's made a deal in allowing that the people, that the, you know, the production company that's making this film, Ella McKay, they're going to use his governor's office at the Rhode Island State House. Now, that's the office of the governor. I, I have no idea why there is another office they could use, why they couldn't transform and, and make another office look like that office. And the other part about this that really is stunning to me is the more I think about it, that's really not his office to give up, meaning allow people to use it. It's really the people's office. So I, I don't think he should be doing this, let alone in the middle of an emergency. Um, I know he's excited and, you know, Hollywood, they're going to do a film. Who knows? This could go straight to video or straight to streaming, whatever. But that that's an odd dynamic that Governor McKee will not even be using his own office. Instead, uh, that's going to be used for the filming of this film, Ella McKay where they're going to be filming his statehouse office. <laughs> it just, I, I, I would just want to repeat, I believe he should just focus on the bridge. The bridge is a disaster. The bridge, the traffic, that should be his main focal point. I have no idea why they can't recreate something else at the statehouse. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. When it comes to insurance, you need a neighbor, a partner, and friend. You need Chapa Insurance Agency. They're located right on Reservoir Avenue in Cranston. Call today, free consultation, 401-900-INSU, 401-900-4678, Chapa Insurance, SIA. Stephen, very experienced, whether it's auto, home, renters, business insurance, flood, recreational umbrella any other protection for your assets rhode island of massachusetts shopper insurance agency your agency of choice call today set up a meeting they're so knowledgeable can have everything under one roof call shopper insurance today 401-900-INSU or 401-900-4678 look for them on facebook again located reservoir avenue in cranston Shapa Insurance Agency, your neighbor, your partner, your friend. One stop insurance solutions. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. I want to be very clear. I mean, I would prefer not to have to talk about the problems with the 195 and the Washington Bridge, but it's a big part of our area because as we've seen, it has a domino effect, and it affects traffic everywhere. And you rec I think people are starting to recognize, if they didn't already, that one of the draws of the area, right? Like, let, let's be honest. The, the whole element with uh, life in the ocean state is it's, it's not supposed to be a hassle. People associate. There, there, are people that, there are people that each day travel to Boston. And they work in Boston. And, and why do they do that? They, they do it because they can earn more money. But along with that, you have a longer commute. You have heavy traffic or you have people that take the train. And there are people that are willing to make that sacrifice because in the end, uh, even though the commute is longer and even though, uh, you know, it just makes things a little more difficult and stressful. But they they do they put up with and they take the sacrifice because ultimately they feel it's it's better for them and their family. What this is doing is this is the added stress impact uh, affecting travel with with no added benefit, right? I mean, you, you have people that are now stuck. In, and as much as Governor McKee can say, oh, you know, it only affects, it's only 15 extra minutes, that's... Uh, you know, first of all, it's, it's longer than that. But but look at if you follow that, look at what it really is. Um, let's let's just say it's 20 minutes. And 
that's 20 minutes each way, by the way. So now it's 40 minutes and then maybe they want to go somewhere else and they're delayed. He is, he, that's, that's not part of the deal. Many of the people that this is impacting, uh, th this was not, didn't go into their decision of how they're going to operate and it is affecting quality of life and they don't have any short answers meaning there's no short-term solution here so they can try to play around with traffic patterns and and he the, but the the bottom line is this is not something that they want to deal with but in reality it should it should have been the only thing they were dealing with now what this also comes back to is and it's a very simple question how did this supposed bridge pass inspection back in july it makes no sense it's so far gone there are people that are paid very generously to oversee the program and oversee the safety and oversee the repairs and everything else and there was a complete breakdown i don't know enough about it if they say that they're inspected every six months uh, that that seemingly it it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense something that important is just checked every six months and it goes back to i i don't see how and no one seems to have an answer on this how back in july that this thing was fine and suddenly now it's it's a problem um it it just doesn't square in in governor mckee for all of these different you know things that they think are priorities so they want to do this and they want to do that it, it comes down to the basics his main focal point should just be making sure the roads and bridges are safe and people don't trust that and people don't have a reason to trust that so in governor mckee he can say he should have known sooner and he didn't know for a certain period of time he he fails to recognize that ultimately he's the one responsible here nobody else he's trying to point blame in all different directions it begins and ends with him so when you think of all the things that they throw out and what what i mean by that are issues that are not priorities now you have to look at you know the state uh, took over the providence schools they should kick that back to providence this is crazy he needs to just focus on trying to make sure and it seems like it's a a, a simple request let's make sure that all our roads and bridges are safe for the people that are driving over them if they're not or if you're not sure about it i i don't think he should be focusing on anything other than making sure that the basics are done you're listening to the john DePetro show you're listening to the john DePetro show folks i always tout our website just because it has exclusive stories and video it has links to on the scene live stream remember there's no vo uh, vowel i it's d-e-p-e-t-r-o.com dpetro.com you can also reach me that way if you'd like to get in touch with me dpetro.com log on and then links to facebook and youtube everything we have it's all waiting for you right there at the website lodge pub and eatery 40 breakneck hill road in lincoln lunch dinner drinks in the lounge especially this time of year so much going on they always have a nice crowd right there full bar large dining area right there in the lounge easy to get to whether it's lunch or dinner a great meal is waiting for you at the lodge pub and eatery think of this since 1994 that's right celebrating the big anniversary this year I'll see you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Check out tepetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, all our links to social media, exclusive stories and videos waiting for you at tepetro.com.